listening to the Russell Bread Podcast. Cut the shit. How many red carpets you guys want to walk in your $4,000 ridiculous heels? You will never be able to lace up my Chuck Taylor. This is your fault. This is your fault. I didn't get mad when you stole all my moves. Your daddy's not here anymore. It's How was your movie, by the way? Oh, I mine, mine went straight to DVD, just like yours. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. I'm beginning to think my computer don't like me. <laughs> what is going on, guys? This is episode 194 of the Russell Red Podcast, and we are still here with technical difficulties. <laughs> now, I got my computer fixed. It has 32 gigs of RAM. It upgraded from 8 gigs of RAM to 32 gigs of RAM. So she is purring like a kitten right now. I'm able to, you know, go to websites. It pops up automatically. I can click to the YouTube. We did a stress test. We were playing like 10 YouTube videos all at the same time. And she was okay. And I was like, all right, cool. When I get to do the stream later tonight, I won't have any issues. And I get to the stream and first of all, the intro didn't play on my end for a, a hot five minutes. So luckily, I have my tablet here to let me know that the intro is over because I still can't see anything on my screen. But I can see that people are here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, first of all. Um, first of all, you're probably wondering, like, JD, that's a nice red shirt that you're wearing. And I will say thank you, okay? Yes, this is the Bloodline Entertainment shirt. If you don't have yours, then no one's acknowledging you, okay? No one is acknowledging you. So be sure, first of all, if you don't know, now you know, okay? First of all, let me introduce myself for those who don't know. My name is A.D., the first effing lady of the Bloodline Entertainment Network. And if you don't know what the Bloodline Entertainment Network is, it is a group of awesome people, podcasters, writers, um, video gamers, too, who are passionate about sports, entertainment, sports, entertainment, gaming, movies, whatever. And instead of going to all these different websites and having to, you know, jack up your memory for your, P for your computer, it's all on one website that is Bloodline Network. Dot com. Be sure to go to the website and be sure to check it out every day. There is something new every day. We have so many awesome podcasts. We have something new for you each and every day. So if you are a fan of, you know, sports, AEW, WWE, fantasy football, which is coming soon, ladies and gentlemen, get your picks together. Okay. Don't be like me and still don't know what's going on right now. Okay. I still have to remember that Aaron Rodgers plays for the fucking Jets. Don't be like me, okay? Go to our website. We have some awesome people who are telling you some sleepers as well. So if you have, you know, if you got some type, if you're playing like the NFL fantasy football leagues, like I used to play, or if you're playing for a bunch of friends and you just simply want to get some bragging rights because last year they sat there and dogged you because you didn't have, you didn't know what the hell you were doing this year. Check it all out, okay? Find out what's 
what's the latest. Find out your sleepers, okay? It is a massive season coming. Be prepared for it. Go to the website. Check it out as well. And if you're feeling the vibes, I'm not the only awesome person with the Bloodline Entertainment Network. There's a whole amount of other podcasters who talk about sports, who talk about WWE, AEW, New Japan, wrestling, sports, movies as well, too. And some, there are some podcasts out there with some awesome interviews as well and recaps. So be sure go to the website and check it out. Also, for my friends who are on the YouTube and the Twitch, be sure to like and subscribe. Punch that like button if you like what's going on, okay? And uh, like I said, so now we got introductions out of the way. Uh, For those who are listening to the audio, you are missing out on the live episodes, the live streams every Thursday. ESP exclusively on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. But like I said, I am wearing an awesome shirt. If you want to be awesome like me, you can go to the website, uh, bloodlinenetwork.com slash merch, and you can get yourself some awesome shirts too. We got men's shirts. We got women's shirts. We got V-necks for the softest people. We got tank tops for ones who want to show the guns in the sun. And we also have for the babies. Get the onesies for your little one, okay? Make sure everyone gets acknowledged. We have also notebooks. We got mugs. We got a lot of shit over there, okay? So go over there, check out the merchandise, and yeah, and be awesome as well. As my thing still says, I have 16 seconds left until the live stream begins, but that's how we are hitting with Thursday. So I hope everyone is doing well today um, because it is what it is. That's how, that's how it's going to be, okay? Um, so shout out to my early people. First of all, I saw y'all. I saw y'all up in here. Um, oh, as the uh, shout out to the tribal chief. We got beach styles. Thank you for reminding me, okay? Like he says, get your ass off the stand. First of all, it's been 90 fucking degrees this week in Philly, and I know it's hot over on the shore as well. And if you ever been to the shore and you try to step on the sand with your toesies, ooh, okay, you sitting there jumping around like you're touching coal. Get your ass off that hot sand. We got some awesome ass beach towels. Okay, look at this. Look at look at it, all right? Check it out with the beach towels, all right? And make sure you be acknowledged, okay? So, yeah, all right? We got the beach towels going. Now, there it is. I can see myself on the thing. So now I don't have to sit here and watch myself on my tablet trying to figure out what the hell is going on. So now I can pull up my little notes here, okay? Because now we're up to speed now. And I'm going to figure all this shit out, um, you know, when I'm done the stream. This is why I don't do any IT, okay? This is why I don't do anything in the IT department. I like my numbers, but once it comes to software and computers and shit, I don't know what the fuck is going on. But like I said, shout out to my early people. I saw y'all out there before the stream started when your girl had some technical difficulties. All right. Shout out to the Ben Buster. First, hello, first lady. Can I wait to hear your take about Roman and the Jordans? First of all, we are definitely going to be talking about that, the tribal chief and the tribal court. What? And 
obviously look at the title of the episode that was nuts talking about that low blow shot that you know we saw the tribal chief did to jay uso um and then shout out to the faction cast podcast as well here before it starts thank you so much for being here uh shout out to the tribal chief of podcasting the bloodline is in the building what's good first lady yes and nice shirt okay if y'all sometimes you know when you want to buy a shirt you don't know what the hell it looks like because sometimes you know you buy a shirt and it's just like you know what you saw on tiktok and everything where it says what you order versus what you got this is what i ordered and you get exactly what you got okay you get exactly what you ordered all right you don't see it's not faded or anything like that okay good quality this is a this is a nice shirt first of all uh you're not going to feel like you're all restricted okay i can move around in the shirt and everything you can move the shoulders and everything shout out to just in time because he's always just in time salute to the first effing lady thank you so much for thank you so much for tuning in guys so like i said i hope everyone had a very good thursday we're almost there to the weekend which it don't even mean anything to me because it's going to be either raining or it's going to be 90 something degrees outside. I went outside just to go to the corner store and I was sweating by the time I got back. It wasn't fun at all. <laughs> it was not fun at all. Um, let me move my light a little bit so I can get to what I need to get to. But yeah, it wasn't fun at all. But I hope everyone is having a good time. We're going to be talking about a bunch of things today. Um, we got a lot of shit that's happened in WWE. We got some things that happen in AEW as well. If y'all are AEW fans, hey, just stick around. I'm going to make it sound fun to you guys, okay? <laughs> it's all right, okay? But let's get started with the news and the rumors. What is the dirt? First of all, shout out to Nikki Cross, who who graduated with a master's degree. The girl is smart. She may be psychotic, but she's smart as well. But yeah, she graduated with a master's degree. I didn't check to see what the master's degree is, was um, in, but shout out to her um, to do that master's degree. And I think she wrote, uh, I forgot the name of the uh, thing you have to do in order to get the master's degree. You have to write something, but she wrote it about um, women's wrestling. So Shout out to that woman. Congratulations to her. She did post on um she did post online a photo of her getting uh her degree and everything like that. So to her, we salute you to there. Um also, we had um Undertaker was recently interviewed in the UK and he talked about Bray Wyatt. Um he felt as though that he said that um quote they need to they need to back Bray's character up to the original character, get away from, they kind of booked them, they kind of got themselves booked into a situation where it's kind of difficult for him to have matches. I think the original Wyatt family Bray, that's the money. I got to work with Bray at Mania the year after I got concussed in the Brock match. I work with Bray. I think a lot of him and I I like what he's doing. I think they just have to figure out how to, they need to back it up, I think. His promos and his ability to work, he's an incredible, credible worker, but he's not getting the opportunity to do it. I hope the best for him. I really do think a lot of him. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. I know um, now he is not cleared to return. Uh, they didn't really say what he, what the injury is. 
Um, like I'm getting different things that it's like mental, something mental or any, or something like that, or he's actually injured, but I've said it previously before with, you know, with everything that's going on that they kind of like book themselves into a corner, especially with the fiend. Once they gave him the title, which I completely disagreed with. I think that was like slowly the beginning of the end because I felt as though the character, the fiend, really shouldn't care about getting a title. Like if it's someone who wants to hurt people and cause chaos, why does he care about getting a title? He should be caring about causing as much chaos as you can. Now, as far as the Wyatt family, Bray, Bray did mention previously before that he's not going back to the Bray Wyatt family um, because of Luke Harper. I mean, you can't really go to the Wyatt family if you're completely missing a member of your group as well. Um, let's give some more shout out. Shout out to the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Nick, what's good, JD? No drive-bys tonight. <laughs> That's because I'm not talking about AEW. Every time you pop in here, I'm talking about AEW. We have to do the drive-by of AEW sucks. So thank you so much for tuning in as well. And then, of course, shout out to Dom. Be sure to check out the Top Rope Wrestling Talk Podcast and the Universal Wrestling Podcast as well. What's good, Your Grace? Nice to hear you clearly this week. And I'm all for what the dead man says. Yes. Um, if you wasn't here last week, I had audio issues. I didn't even know what was going on until the end where I saw something just told me, throw on your earbud and check yourself out on the tablet. And yes, um, let me lower my brightness because I am looking very bright. There we go. And so, yeah, I had audio issues. The audio was going in and out. And yeah, it was last week was crazy but as you see i'm not having audio issues i mean not audio issues i have i have technical issues with the sh with the stream but the computer has been upgraded i have a lot of memory on this pc now okay i can sit there and click to all the youtube videos and i can do whatever i want i can open up as many tabs as i want even though the hubby tells me constantly to stop doing that i may still probably do that as well uh what's going on to Ivan, Mr. Presidente. What's going on, fams? Happy Thursday. First Lady, much love, fans. Salute to you, sir. Be sure to check out the Circle of the Bait as well. Um, shout out to everybody who's coming in. And then, first of all, so I didn't realize that this weekend is a lot of wrestling that is happening at the same time. So for all my people who love to watch things outside of AEW, WWE, Triple Mania is this weekend. I didn't even know that it was this weekend. I do know that Triple Mania happens during the year, and I always find out about it last minute. And I'm a fan of AAA. I don't watch it um, as much as I should, but I am a fan of AAA. Um, my computer, my, I think my camera's trying to figure out how bright they want this shirt to be. I see the color of my shirt keep going in and out. But yeah, um, AAA, Triple Mania is this weekend. First of all, it's this Saturday at 7 p.m. And then we have AEW Collision, which is at 8 p.m. Um, so this Triple Mania, which I'm more likely going to freaking check out. First of all, the main the main event, AAA Mega Championship, um, EO Del Vikingo versus Kenny Omega. That's going to be such a fire-ass match. Um we also have an ambulance match versus Pentagon Jr. versus QT Marshall, which is like, okay. Um, what else I saw? I saw that um, 
it was someone else that I saw was going to be there. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, Roosh was there. That's how I found out about Triple Mania, that Roosh is going to be there as well. Um, we also have Willie Mack that's going to be there. Um, Laredo Kid as well. There's going to be some surprise luchador that's going to be there as well. So yeah, I'm more likely going to be checking out Triple Mania. But however, then I saw that Slammiversary is Saturday as well at 8 p.m. So we're going to have three fucking things going on at the same damn time. And before you say, oh, you know, we don't really got to watch Slammiversary. First of all, we have for the main event, which I think is confirmed for the Impact uh, Knockouts World Championship, Deanna Perazzo versus Trinity. So this is the main event, which I'm going to guess. Don't put this at the main event unless Trinity is winning. So definitely going to be looking to check that out. For the Impact World Championship, we got Alex Shelley going against Nick Aldis. I heard of Nick Aldis with the 10 pounds, uh, what is it, 10 pounds of gold, I think he was calling it, the title. Um, Impact X Division Championship, Chris Sabin versus Leo Rush which I think is going to be um, a pretty awesome, I think that's going to be a pretty good match. Um, Impact World Tag Team Championship, uh, Fatal Floorway, Chris Bay and, Aust- and Ace Austin versus Moose and Brian Myers, Sammy Callahan and Rich Schwann and Subculture, which is Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Um, and then we also have the number one contender for the Impact X Division Championship, um, Mike Bailey versus Jonathan Gresham versus Kushida, Kevin Knight, and Angels. Then we also have Eddie Edwards versus Frankie, uh, Frankie uh, Kazarian. Um, and then Joan Hendry, which I've I've seen, and I'm a fan of his, of his um, I'm a fan of that character, versus Kenny King. So pretty good matches that's happening this weekend wrestling fans are going to be um pretty spoiled out well outside the WWE bubble wrestling fans are going to be pretty damn spoiled so yeah we got a lot of wrestling that is happening this weekend and i really cannot wait um to see it so now we're going to get into the the goody stuff and we definitely have to start off with this thing the tribal court okay that was nuts okay let me let me say something all right i know there's a lot of people that are tired of the bloodline storyline and everything like that and to me i'm not tired of it okay i'm not tired of it at all i think it's a it is like the most like the 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 way that the story flows and is definitely have taken a lot of twists and turns. There was a lot of unexpected things that has happened as well. Um, first of all, a lot of people who we thought we thought that Jay will be the one to turn first. It ended up being Jimmy. We kind of suspected that Sammy like may turn on Roman Reigns, but you didn't you, you didn't know it was going to happen until it happened. Okay. But this segment here with the tribal court, which I thought was unique, that it was the Usos that was bringing um, that was bringing Roman Reigns to court versus the other way. You would expect it from Roman Reigns to bring them to tribal court because they're the ones who did wrong. Instead, it's the Usos who's bringing Roman Reigns to tribal court because they're saying you are doing wrong. Okay, and first of all, this segment and. 
it's just like the undertones that I really appreciated. So we had the Usos who called out, um, you know, the, the tribal court and everything. And you had Paul Heyman and Solo who came out instead. And Paul Heyman did the introduction and everything like that. And he mentioned only one man can shut me up. And then a little bit after that, Solo put his hand on the mic and shut Paul Heyman up which I thought was, you know, a nice little, nice little thing, a little subtlety that happened there with Paul Heyman saying, look, only the tribal chief can sh- shut me up. And then we clearly saw, no, no, there's two people who can shut you the fuck up. And that was Solo Sokoa. And he didn't even say anything. He walked over to the corner and he assumed the position of bodyguard pretty much, or the enforcer, as they like to call him. And next thing you know, boom. Here come Roman Reigns. Now, I, I thought that Roman Reigns wasn't going to be there. They all they did say, like, it's going to be the tribal court and all this other stuff. But I didn't think that Roman Reigns was going to be there. I thought this was going to be a segment between these four. But Roman Reigns showed up. And, you know, he came down and everything. And then Jey Uso presented the evidence showing, you know, Roman Reigns pretty much manipulating everybody and just the way that everything was edited, the things that he said to his own family members and everything. And the thing that I really loved was Roman Reigns' response to it. Um, he didn't sit there and like put the blame really on other people, but he was like, you know what? He said, I did what I had to do, but I did it for you. And I did it for you. And I even did it for you. And he's pretty much was like, I had to sacrifice who I am and the person that I was. And I had to become this persona, the, you know, I had all this pressure to be the bad guy because I needed to protect my family. Um, And so he, and then he sat there and like, first of all, if you had told me that like, what? five ten years ago with the suckering succotash and everything that 10 years later i was sitting i will be sitting here acknowledging the promo skills of roman reigns and sitting here saying like and it's completely fine with him being champion for almost three years and be so involved in a storyline that he is in and even don't mind him main eventing the um, WrestleMania for multiple times, former me would have been like, (laughs) 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 Oh shit. Yeah. Me from way back then, I wouldn't have believed it at all. But the faces that Roman Reigns make, and I didn't even catch until I watched it again. He actually cried real tears. He like start, was like, you know what? I'm just done. And he was like, I'm done with this. He was like, I, I like pretty much I can't take it anymore. He was like, you want to be the tribal chief? Then fine. You know, pretty much. And he took off um, the, I think it's the lay. I think it's called, I forgot the the actual name for it, but pretty much it's the indicator of who's the tribal chief. It's uh, just like the John from Black Panther. It gives me those vibes. And he took it off and he looked at it and then he put it on Jey Uso. Pretty much like, here it is. You can have it. 
I don't want it anymore. And the crowd was like, whoa. And I'm sitting here like, what the fuck is going on here? And then he took off the title and threw it down. Paul Heyman thought he was going to give him the title. He almost had a heart attack. And then Roman Reigns gets down on one knee, crying and everything. And I'm sitting here like, what the fuck is happening? And I'm I'm like, it, first of all, I, I brought it. I, he got, he had me. Okay. And I'm sitting here like, like, what are we doing here? Like, is he like, he's, he like physically gave it to him. I thought he was going to punch him before he, I didn't expect him to actually put it on his, his, on his neck and everything. And then get on one knee and be like, you know, I like crying. I can't take it anymore and everything. And I'm saying, everybody's like, whoa, I'm sitting here like, this is, this is amazing. And then, you know, you see Jay, Jay Uso go over to hug him. And the next thing you know, nut shot. And I was like, okay, it was all great performance. Okay. Applause to the tribal chief for that performance. Cause that was, that was freaking amazing. Um, but yeah, he had me, he had me there because I, I legit thought that he was um that he was giving it up, like he was crying tears and everything. But yeah, he had me there for a moment, but then you see Jimmy sit there, he's like in shock. He starts attacking Roman Reigns, and then that's when Solo comes in and starts attacking um Jimmy as well, you know more and more attacking and then you see solo roman's in a corner see solo looks down and he sees i'm gonna call it the, the chief necklace the tribal chief necklace he sees the tribal chief necklace and you see roman he starts like you can see like a little bit of panic in his face and you see solo pick it up and he you can see like the thoughts running in his head and roman goes over to him and he goes like this like and there's a look of slight concern in Roman's face because, you know, Solo's the enforcer. And your crowd has been kind of pushing for Solo to be the new tribal chief as well, for Baby Oost to be the tribal chief as well. And, like, Roman, I noticed Roman didn't yell or anything at Solo. In fact, I don't think roman reigns has yelled or anything at solo this whole time since solo came up on the main roster and it was just this moment where you see solo holding the tribal chief necklace and then roman's looking at him like you're gonna give that shit to me right <laughs> of course here comes the tribal chief of podcasting jay uso earned that low low <laughs> not deserved he earned it. <laughs> What's going on, Tim King? First lady, what's good? What is going on? If you guys are fans of AEW, um, and I know there are some of y'all in here, be sure to check out the AEW Dynamite review show that was last night with Tim King and the newest addition to the Bloodline Entertainment Network, Kayla. I believe she's called the boss lady. So be sure to check them out on the YouTube channel as well. So yes, um, shout out to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. But yeah, that and so there was that moment where Solo had the tribal chief necklace and Roman is like, you're gonna give it to me, right? And then before we can even go any further, 
boom, here comes Jimmy coming in to attack as well. And so it's just like that little bit of nugget there that, um, you know, a what would have happened type of situation. And so, yeah, it makes you kind of want to tune in next week to see what's the fallout of it. Of course, they replayed the whole thing on Raw again. Um, but yeah, it makes you want to like come, it makes you want to tune in to next week to see what happens next. Um, Cause obviously as we see, yes, completely the uh, separation with the Usos and Roman Reigns with Solo they can introduce another damn family member. I know a lot of people are um, waiting for Rikishi to show up because there has been rumors, of course, the dirt sheets was like, oh, Rikishi's going to be there. Rikishi's backstage and all this other stuff. Rikishi's calling up, whatever, you know. Um, But I am interested to see if they're going to bring in more um, family members, things like that. Of course, people are waiting for Roman Reigns and The Rock to go against each other at a certain point. But The Rock, he he got his own things to worry about. He got XFL and his, uh, what is it, Vaca or, or his uh, tequila brand. And he also have, he has the XFL. He has all the movies and all that other shit. So he ain't worried about it. He's like, he's sitting there saying, oh, he can have it. <laughs> I'm not trying to be the tribal chief of uh, in wrestling. Uh, thanks for the plug. No problem. But yeah, no problem. Of course. Um, but yeah, so this segment here with the tribal short tribal court was amazing. Okay. And it's just crazy how we started this whole tribal chief thing three years ago. And it's still like, so the storyline of it has taken so many turns. We introduced, um, family members. We, um, took out family members. We had, um, honorary us you know, the honorary oose and everything like that. And this has been taken like so many twists and turns. It's damn near like a soap opera at this point. Uh, shout out to HHW show. I do not think Rock will wrestle again. I don't think so either. Um, I don't think he's going to be uh, wrestling, but everybody has been pulling for him to like have this one final match. And then on top of that, um, he hasn't been officially introduced introduced to the Hall of Fame as well. I would have think that they would have threw him in the Hall of Fame at this point, um, since he's he hasn't returned to the ring like that for a while. Um, the Rock is filming four other movies, four other movies plus other things. Exactly, he's been he does a lot of shit. He needs to just like slow the fuck down from time to time as well. Um, but yeah, everybody's though been pulling for him to. Um, to come back and wrestle one last time you know how everybody is one last match one last match people aren't satisfied with just let the person go out on their own in their own prime and everything like that because the minute he comes back it'll be all cool then if he stays around for too long wrestling fans will start fucking complaining again so that's how that's how it always is but yeah this um this storyline with roman reigns and the fit and the bloodline and everything like that has been simply amazing. Definitely one of the best continuous storylines that WWE main roster has had for a while. Um, now, 
my favorite, one of my favorite other storylines that, you know, that was very continuous, of course, was the story between uh, Johnny Gargano and Tomasa Ciampa. From them being tag team partners and winning the title and then going on and then losing the title and then Tomasa Ciampa turning on Johnny Gargano and then all that happening because each of them had gotten injured and was out for a certain period of time. So, yeah, that was another amazing story as well. And if you never check that out, because I know there's some people out there that never seen that story. Be sure to check it out. I'm it's all over Peacock and YouTube as well. Um, <laughs> as well. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, now that we're going to the next segment, which is, of course, the next faction that WWE has, which is the Judgment Day, um, which... They was dropping so many hints that they were breaking up and I was hoping that they wouldn't break them up. I'm like, first of all, you are already breaking up one faction. Let's not break up another faction just yet. Of course, because there is a um, bit of a tiff between Finn Balor and Damian Priest because Damian Priest won the briefcase. And whereas though um, Finn Balor was trying to go after the title as well. Um, and then of course we have Dominic who I thought he was pretty much like in a big feud with, um, Cody Rhodes, but I see that he wrestled on NXT. And then from there, he has a shot for the North American championship, which, oh my gosh, if he sits there and wins that title, that's going to be absolutely insane. But yeah, so then we have Rhea Ripley. And of course, every time I see Rhea Ripley, you just got to say. God damn. Definitely. Every time you see Rhea Ripley, you definitely got to check that out. Uh, Seeing that we don't tell me we're having technical difficulties once again. It looks like it. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what's going on here because we want a whole other, we want a whole other thing. And I'm not highlighting any chats anymore. Um, HHW show says, do you believe that DIY will return? I do. I hope they do because, um, first of all, it's a great tag team. And I am a sucker for some good tag teams as well. Um, and I am hoping that they, I'm hoping that they, um, come back together again. Hell, and even down the line, if you decide for them to turn on on each other, especially since people didn't really get to experience that in, um, NXT, you know, years down the line, I'm definitely down for that. But yeah, DIY, they were, they're such a good tag team. And truthfully, I mean, WWE, WWE has been breaking up tag teams and everything like that. Um, So I'm hoping that with this, that we'll be able to have another good tag team come in and really kind of like reset the tag team division. Um, Because for a little bit, we had, you know, mainly the Street Profits and the Street Profits didn't really have a lot of, like a lot of um, talented, like 
great chemistry tag teams to really feud against as well. I mean, it was mainly the Usos, but the Usos, I believe, was on a totally different brand from the Street Profits. So there was like a huge segment of time recently where there wasn't a lot of like, um, it really wasn't a strong tag team division. So I will not, I don't mind at all for DIY um, coming back together just so that they can, um, coming back together so that they can strengthen the tag team division as well. Um, Because KO and Sami Zayn has had the titles for since Mania. And the only true feud they had, which really, which really wasn't exactly a feud, really, was between Imperium. And I wish that that feud between Imperium will be as strong as we had with KO and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. I mean, that was pretty much like kind of like must see every single week. And it kind of like really made the tag team titles and well, not the, the whole division, but it really made the titles very important. And so far, um, with the most recent, with the most recent um, premium live event, yeah, I don't think they they weren't even booked. Were they booked? Was did they have a match at um, Money in the Bank? I don't think they did. I think they were in the crowd. So yeah, so I'm just hoping that um, you know DIY will return just so they can have a. Um, just so we can get something going with them. Um, you're absolutely right. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I'm hoping that DIY will return just so we can have a strong tag team division again. I mean, it's been it's been a while since we had very a very strong tag team division. And I don't mean just like, you know, two team, two, three teams or anything like that. I mean like we have American, we have American Academy. I was about to say American Alpha. Um, American Academy, um, you know, we have KO and Sami Zayn, we got Imperium, we got the Street Profits, we got the Usos, even though the Usos is kind of tangled up with the bloodline, but we're getting a lot of good tag teams that's come, that's like here now, and the tag team division isn't really getting a big spotlight, if that makes sense. Um, and I'm hoping that DIY returns, put the spotlight on the tag team division you know, once again, so that, you know, we can get things going, like treat the tag team titles again, you know, treat the tag team titles with as much as respect as you have given Gunther and the IC title. Also do the same thing with the United States title because Austin Theory has kind of been there as well. Um, Dom says, I'm sitting here imagining DIY versus KO and Sammy and trying not to drool. DIY versus KO and Sammy. DIY versus the Street Profits. DIY versus the Usos. Like, let's let's get it all going. But the biggest thing is DIY has to be booked very nicely, very strong. Okay, let the casuals start getting into them just like they've been getting into with um, L.A. Night as well. Um, yeah, I want that so badly, Dom. I also want the Creeds up so bad. Yes, NXT has has a pretty good um, tag team division as well. Um, as Dom said, yes, CK, I'm the champ, and I approve your message. If y'all don't know, if y'all haven't been watching the watch-alongs, we had the watch-along with the money in the bank, and we now have a predictions champ, which Dom... Um, is now the champion. We had our first like prediction tournament. Um, 
this past Money in the Bank, and Dom is the one who got the most predictions right. Um, I have learned, do not go with the heart. Got to go with who's going to win. And yeah, so congrats again to Dom for being the first Bloodline Entertainment Network prediction champion. Um, HHW Show says Johnny Organo has to get healthy first. Yes, him and Tommaso Ciampa as well, which is a shame, you know, a lot of great, a lot of a lot of very good wrestlers had tends to have issues um, with getting injured a lot as well. Um, but yeah, so like I said, str- we're getting a strong tag team division, and we have a strong faction right here with these four. And I'm hoping that you know Judgment Day stay you know just as strong, like, just as strong while we're dealing with the bloodline. Um, while we're done with the bloodline breakup as well um i know dominic oh my gosh dominic has been still killing it as far as getting the like magnitude of heat to where as though this motherfucker can't talk no matter what city he's in he gets booed out of the wazoo um but as we saw this past week on raw we thought that the um we thought that the Judgment Day was going to break up because of the tension between Damian Priest and Finn Balor, them each interfering into each other's, um, them interfering into each other's matches and causing the other to, um, causing the other to lose their shot at the title and everything. Rhea trying to keep everything together. Dom is just there. <laughs> um, but we saw that everything's worked out, that um, they were able to pretty much make up and everything with between Damian Priest and Finn Balor with his 0% body fat as well. They were also on NXT as well. And for what I read, the NXT ratings pretty much soared because Judgment Date was there. We all know it was because of Rhea Ripley, but we'll just let it be. Um, we'll just let it be. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. So, I think that was it with the Judgment Day. But, yeah, I'm hoping that they continue on as far as being strong and everything like that as well. Um, I'm also going to get into a little bit of a con- recap as well with what happened on um, SmackDown and Raw. So starting off with SmackDown, um, first of all, Grayson Waller has been doing amazing. For him to be like standing toe-to-toe, first of all, with John Cena, and then with Edge right away, and he didn't come off nervous or anything. He's just been amazing as a heel. I will say... I was not a fan of his when he first started out in NXT and then he just grew on me. Like he is definitely one of my favorite heels right now on the main roster. And now he is beefing with the rock. First of all, legend killer, great Walsh, Grace, Grayson Waller confirmed um, because when he had the Grayson Waller facts show with edge edge mentioned that he has an announcement and, um, of course, Grayson Waller sitting there was like, you're retiring, right? I mean, why would you come to come out here and have this whole thing unless you are retiring, of course? Um, 
Faction Cast podcast, Dom's going to take the North American Championship. Yes, I am team Dom gets a fucking title, okay? And I'm going to be cracking up because that means Dom gets a title before Cody Rhodes gets a title. I know Cody has gotten titles before, I mean, like, since his return. Um, but, yeah, I'm hoping Dom gets that North American Championship just so he can continue to troll and, of course, have the the um have the backing of Rhea Ripley as well as she loves to call him her Latino heat and Buddy Matthews just that's my girl this at the third just tweeting madly of course um I'd be feeling bad for Buddy Matthews you know I mean Buddy Murphy Buddy Matthews I keep forgetting what name he goes by on um he goes by at AEW I think it's Buddy Matthews yeah, I think it's Buddy Matthews. I had to think about it. Um, but yeah, I'd be feeling bad for him because like now she's holding hands with Dom. She writes on her cheek, Dirty Dom. She calls him Dirty Dom, calling him her Latino heat and everything, putting her arm around him and everything. Like it's fucking tough for him, man. I mean, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure like every time he sees it, he's just gonna cry in the car i mean if i was buddy if i was him i would be crying in the car too like i feel bad for him i feel bad for him but you know you gotta you you gotta take it i mean if it's rhea ripley okay if she sits there and says you know dirty dom and hold his hand stuff like that you sit there and say yes ma'am uh get show what's good thank you so much for tuning in what is going on um and get show also says roman was acting like single parent who's tired of taking care of his kids <laughs> he just wants a break okay he just wants he just wants to be able to just take a breath and just be able to just like you know what just like go to your fucking mom's house go to your father's house for the summer i want to just relax sip some wine and just have some damn fun um oh my gosh yes that is how he is uh faction cast says i wouldn't blame ria i wouldn't go out with a guy who wrestles in an indie bed <laughs> get your game up buddy okay dom is on the main roster he rustles in front of millions and millions of wwe fans across the world <laughs> as i said like you know you can't do anything i mean like i said Rhea sits there hold his hand and sit there call him dirty dom you can't do anything but just say, okay, you know, what time are you going to be home? Would you like dinner ready when you get home? Do you want potatoes with the steak as well? And how, what kind of wine do you want me to uh, have prepared for you? I'll have your bath drawn and the foot massage when you come home. Like you can't do anything but sit there and just have dinner ready for her when she gets back. Sorry, buddy. Like no one really feels sorry for you. <laughs> no one feels sorry for you all right um 
But yeah, so getting back to Grayson Waller, the legend killer, um, he mentions how his, um, when he was talking about Ed with Edge, he was saying like, yeah, you're retiring, right? Like, why would you come out here and sit here and say you have an announcement? Edge mentioned, nope, I'm out here because I'm facing you tonight. So Grayson Waller, Grayson Waller has his in-ring debut against edge and it was a pretty good match on top of that so kudos to grayson for just first of all staying toe-to-toe with john cena because john cena will out promo a lot of motherfuckers and put them in their place but he stayed toe-to-toe with john cena stayed toe-to-toe with edge and had a good match with him and everything and then he mentions how um, he has had the best debut in Madison Square Garden since that bloke who wore cringe tassels, which was The Rock. Um, and then he puts out a video of him trying on the tassels. And he said he tried on. He's like, no, let me take this off. This is cringe. This is horrible. And then The Rock responds, of course, because he's always on Twitter. Man, you're right. That outfit was so cringe. Here's what more cringe. The fact you look and sound like you dropped out of some jabroni bo- jabroni's balloon knot. Nice haircut. You outback jack off. P.S. My cringe debut outfit was all Triple H's idea with the laughing, emo- with the laughing emoji. Um, so way to throw Triple H under the bus sitting there saying it wasn't my idea. It was Triple H idea. And then Grayson Waller shoots back at him and says, ouch, those classic 1999 schoolyard insults really still hit. You still have an open invitation to be a guest on the Grayson Waller effect, though. Sounds like you're in desperate need of the Grayson Waller rub. Hashtag GWE effect. So shout out to Grayson Waller. Okay, Grayson Waller, legend killer, confirmed. Okay, just keep giving him all the legends. When if ever they have this old school raw something like that, just throw Hogan his way. Hell, Stone Cold, I would I would love to see him interact with Stone Cold, see how he handles that. You want to talk about if you're able to handle a, a promo or something? Yeah, I would sit there and say, yeah, go in there with either The Rock or Stone Cold and see how you hold up. Um, but speaking of The Rock and Stone Cold, first of all, Kevin Nash is still on the still on tour to talk about how much LA Knight is such a ripoff of The Rock and Stone Cold as well. Um, and apparently the Yeah movement is here because, of course, we all know that LA Knight is over. If you know him from the, NW, the NWA days, you know he's over. So Kevin Nash this time has mentioned that Eli, uh, that LA Knight was not over before he came to WWE. But that he's over just because he's in WWE. And I'm like, sir, you never heard of Eli Drake? Like, I didn't really watch WWE. Like, I, I don't watch NWA like that. And I knew who Eli Drake was. And when I first saw Eli Drake, I was a fan of his, okay? Like, don't be upset because the yeah movement. So, like, the yeah movement is here, and I didn't realize how deep the yeah movement is. I don't know if y'all knew about this, but first of all, I knew he was in the reality show that The Rock hosted. I knew about that. But then people started pulling up videos of LA Knight and other things. 
like he was in a fucking Aldi's commercial. And I'm like, what? First of all, he was in Aldi's commercial. He was in Brooklyn fucking nine, nine, which that blew me for a thing. And then someone mentioned he was um, one of the guys in Triple H's workout DVD. He actually says, yeah, in it. Um, he also was one of the security guards for Sasha Banks in the early days of NXT. And then people found like these fucking, like people started finding all these videos of him. First of all, he was doing, he was a re, uh, you know, when you watch like true crime and stuff like that, and they do these reenactments. He was one of the re reenactment people on, um, I think it was uh, Animal Planet or something like that. Like he had gotten he was reenacting a guy who got bit by a lizard or something like that. He was also in some type of short film dressed up as a woman. Like he was fucking everywhere, which fucking tripped my mind. Uh, Faction cast says he was in, he was in commercial with Ric Flair. That was, they were selling insurance or something. Exactly. Apparently this guy has been acting and doing a bunch of shit around outside of wrestling, which, that fucking blew my mind that people were finding all these things that um that LA Knight has did before definitely before WWE but even I think while he was still in NWA so that tripped me out so I'm like okay now I got to see him see how he was in Brooklyn Nine Brooklyn Nine Nine and I'm sitting here like as many <laughs> of course I am one of those millennials who love to watch true true crime shit um. There was like this whole, there was a point of time where I was watching a lot of um, investigation ID. If you don't know what that is, it's pretty much a network that shows nothing but like crime shit and reenactments, um, homicide hunter, deadly women, stuff like that. I kind of scared the hubs a little bit because I went on a whole bench of watching deadly women. And he's like, are you about to kill me or something? Like, no. No, I just I'm just going through a binge of having to watch this show, and it's very um it, well yeah it's very interesting. Don't don't call the FBI, FBI agents on me or anything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he probably was in one of those fucking reenactments, and I didn't even it didn't even register. So I'm sure people are gonna find more things that he did strangely he probably like saved the cat from a tree at a certain point probably was a volunteer firefighter in one town like i'm sure the deeper that people dig into fucking la night we're gonna find out a lot of shit but yeah apparently the yeah movement is here so be ready for that so going into raw first of all ricochet did the flip he did the thing um, which I, I thought that when he did it, I thought it was like, you know, one of those one-time things. Um, but as soon as he did it, everybody was pretty. Oh, oh. Here I come. Oh, here I come. Oh, I was like, oh, he did the thing. He did it. He landed perfectly, you know, tens all around. I'm sure if he was in the Olympics or something like that for it. Definitely would have been tense. Um, then you see Logan Paul reaction to it and everything. So it's going to be a match between those two at SummerSlam. So I think it's going to be, of course, really good. I'm sure Ricochet and Logan Paul are going to come up with something crazy um, 
because they want to they want to post they definitely want to throw something on for us to go ooh and all about and see all the uh gifts and memes on social media of course um we also have cody Rhodes, mr adversity coming out sitting there saying he can uh challenging brock lesnar first of all SummerSlam. summer slam some i can wrestle you anywhere i can wrestle you every day and you know he said i can wrestle you everywhere i can wrestle you anytime i'll wrestle you every day if i want to and i'm sitting here like um excuse me sir the last time you faced him he broke your fucking arm why would you want to wrestle against that every single day like um no (laughs) like what no um but anyway we got lesnar versus cody rhodes at SummerSlam. I'm very sure he's going to win that. It's the rubber match now. Um, and I guess I, I guess he go against Dom again or something like that. Who knows? But we have that match going down now between him and um, Brock Lesnar. Um, Faction Cast says, Logan's going to prove why he's a top 10 wrestler in the world. As much as it pains a lot of people to say that, Logan Paul is very good. Um, unfortunately for some people, his in-ring skills is a lot better than people who have been wrestling for years, um, which I know kills a lot of people to admit it. It would have been so much easier if he was trash at wrestling so we can just fucking get on him and talk so much shit about him. But he's doing it he's putting in he put in the work he's doing a lot of crazy ass moves especially that um especially that uh fucking botched spanish fly that he did to the table and you know they he continued on with it um dom now hold up your grace last time they fought brock jumped him and broke his arm beforehand (laughs) but still but still they fought and he broke his arm like would you want to would you would you want to fight someone every single day that will sit there and do something to you and break your arm and you sit you have a family at home like no i don't want to fight someone who breaks who potentially will break my arm or try to break my arm every time i fight them but yeah i mean he jumped them but still he still jumped them and, and broke his arm. Like, he still broke his arm. I wouldn't want to fight someone like that every single day. So Cody sitting there saying he'll fight someone like that every single day is like, all right, well, you gonna? I guess you have some good-ass insurance. You can sit there and afford these titanium uh, arm casts every single time that your fucking arm gets broken or something like that. Um, but yeah, so we got that going. And then, of course... Uh, we was talking about DIY earlier. We have the return of Tomasa Ciampa and his theme music, which I definitely love to hear. One of my favorite uh, themes as well. Um, Dom says, "Would I want to fight someone who needs to jump me from behind and break my arm to just pe- just to beat me?" The champ says, "Just bring it. You do you, bro. <laughs> I do not want to have to look over my damn shoulder every single time." I don't feel like living in in Scream or something like that. I don't feel like, I don't want to feel like, you know, I'm the next victim in Scream or something like that, of having to uh, watch my back or anything like that. I live in Philly. I already have to watch my back every time I walk out of my house. 
no thank you <laughs> i don't need to have to watch my back uh just this just because brock lesnar wants to jump me from behind and break my damn arm now i guess if i had money like cody and able to afford a titanium arm cast and stuff like that and uh have my three thousand dollar suits and stuff i guess so but nah i i don't i don't want to deal with that <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. Um, but overall, with Raw and SmackDown, it was a pretty good show that we had there. Um, I am happy that we're having more segments to talk about than just the Bloodline, um, because the Bloodline segments have been such a powerful presence for the past three years that we do have other feuds and stuff like that going on. I just hope that they pay more attention to the tag team division as well. Um, Tom says, exactly. We're used to having eyes in the back of our head. Ain't no thing like a chewing home girl. I know, but I still don't feel like having to watch my back for Brock Lesnar as well. Um, you know, I already got to watch all these young bull knuckleheads that has to sit there and uh, do a bunch of dumb shit in this city. I don't want to have to look out for Brock Lesnar as well. At least you could run, you know, hop in a car or run in a house or something like that with some of these young bulls. But for Brock Lesnar, I saw him chase after Seth Rollins and Seth Rollins hopped that barricade and Brock Lesnar pretty much hopped over it like this was the fucking track and field Olympics. I don't want to deal with that. At least some of these young bulls, especially when they be wearing the uh, ski mask, we call them shysties in Philly. At least all you got to do is pull it down. They can't fucking see, you know, trip their ankles, step on their toes, something like that, and you'll be able to get away. But with Brock Lesnar, that motherfucker is sitting out. <laughs> you do you, Dom. I believe in you, champ. <laughs> I don't believe myself. I'm not that much of a fast runner anymore. I can't outrun motherfucking Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot outrun him. Um, so switching gears here, and of course, if uh fact if um Universal Wrestling Podcast is coming back through, I'm sure at this point they'll be doing a uh drive-by. We're gonna switch over to AEW, which has some pretty interesting storylines that they got going on. Um, I'll be pretty much concentrating on three of them. Um, first of all, starting out with um, Better Than You, Bebe, the team of um, MJF and Adam Cole, which I was definitely against this whole can they coexist thing that AEW has um, brought along. Um, <laughs> Faction Cat says, but enough zeros on that check. I'll wrestle Brock Lesnar all day long. True. I did not take into account um, the size of fucking Cody Rhodes' check. I forgot how much he's getting paid. I know there's a lot of zeros on there, but hmm, I should put a I should put a poll out there like for like for a million dollars. Would you wrestle Brock Lesnar for four hours straight for a, a week? So for seven days straight, you have to wrestle Brock Lesnar for four hours straight for a million dollars. Would you do it? <laughs> would you do it i'm gonna put i should i should ask put that out there and ask um fashion castle lord aw jesus christ i know because our 
our our woman Jay Cargill is still not back and she is still on vacation still then she oh my gosh factor cast you're about to cry she dropped the hint as if she's not going to wrestle again I said don't fucking break my heart I know with fashion cast and probably me like if Jay Cargill sits there and says you know what I'm not coming back to AEW I'm not going to wrestle again I'm sure a lot of people is just going to be I quit AEW pace like pack the bags okay there is no point (laughs) in AEW if Jay Cargill isn't there if she might not come back i'm gonna cry my eyes out yes cry for me too i'm i'm live so i can't take a cry break but inside i'm crying because no who's gonna come out first of all no there is no better entrances or the cosplay and stuff like that than jay cargill like what is the point i mean that's why people tuned in to rampage because she was the tbs champ so yeah, I, I'm gonna cry my eyes out too because I was sad because they came to when they came to Philly, I couldn't go, and she was doing the baddie section, and I'm sitting here like I want to be in the baddie section as well. <laughs> Clark she Wrestling says facts, lol. <laughs> Faction Cast says I'm going wherever she's going though. Seriously, like if she starts, if she puts out a, a work a workout something like that, like. I'm I would like to be a part of that if she decides you know what I'm gonna wrestle in Mexico I'm gonna watch it okay now traveling there and getting tickets may be a little bit icy but I'm gonna yes I will follow her as as well I still follow her on Instagram and respectfully the photos still hearting and admiring as well What's going on, Dylan? Thank you so much for coming in. What's good, JD? What is up with you? What is up, my bloodline brother? Thank you so much for tuning in. As we are sitting here, especially me and Faction Cast, sitting there crying and reminiscing of the greatness that is Jay Cargill. Respectfully. Um, but yes, we are in the AEW portion of the podcast. Don't turn away just yet. I can make it funny and interesting, okay? <laughs> don't turn, don't tune out or anything. What's going on, Brian Cook? Hello, Queen of Bloodline. Thank you so much for tuning in. And what we got, we got a, a number of people coming in and everything. And I see the I see the number on the viewership going up. So let's take a quick little, not really ad break, but we got to uh we gotta plug some stuff. And you're probably noticing, hey JD, does that say the bloodline on your shirt? Yes. The Bloodline Entertainment Network has a t-shirt. Well we have t-shirts and and other shit guys. And sometimes you know you want to see what the hell you order before you order it because you know sometimes Sometimes you order something, you order it, men's size especially, come to find out it's kids, it's a kid's size, something like that. No, this is a, uh, I think this is a men's. I like the way men's shirts fit sometimes. They're, I like, uh, I like to wear my stuff a little loose. Um, I mean, I can get spicy sometimes, but I like to be comfortable in my house. So yes, this is a men's nice material, Bloodline Entertainment Network shirt. 
And if you don't know, now you know, okay? Go to bloodlinenetwork.com slash merch. You can check out the t-shirts and all the merchandise we have. Like I said, we got men's t-shirts. We got sleeveless tanks for those who want to show the guns and the sun. We got women's t-shirts, um, you know, regular t-shirts. We got the V-neck for the women who want to be saucy. Shout out to you, Jake Cargill. Um, we also, we didn't forget the babies as well. Get the onesies and everything for your little ones as well. And as the um, tribal chief mentioned earlier today, we got beach towels. Get your ass off the sand. It is beach season, ladies and gentlemen. I call it the shore for those of us who um, are on the East Coast. We tend to call the beach the shore. You trying to go to the shore, get your ass off the grass. Maybe sometimes, you know, it takes, sometimes you can't decide, you know, what type of beach towel you want to get and stuff like that. You want to, you try to go to a dollar store and stuff like that. No, don't get that dollar store shit that, you know, suddenly you get a drop of water on there and suddenly you can fill each and every bit of sand. Nope. Take your ass to bloodlinenetwork.com slash merch. We got beach towels. We got notebooks. We got coffee mugs. We got a lot of things over there. You know, just go over there and check it out. Maybe you'll see something you like. You see that we got the shirts in white and um, black. And as you see, we also got it in red. And I know my camera like keeps switching up the, 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 uh, the coloring of the shirt. But this is a nice red. I like this red. Red's my favorite color. Red and black. Well, it's red and then black. Um, you know, if this was Star Wars, it definitely would have been on the dark side because they have red lightsabers. <laughs> so, yes, as you see, it's a nice shirt. Very comfortable. And you see, I, at this, I think this is a men's because uh, I wanted it to fit nicely and loose. So you see, like, you know. It's not tight on the arms. You know, sometimes shit be tight on the arms. You feel like the fucking rock. I'm, I'm sure everybody's seen the the segment in um, Fast and Furious where he like flexed the arm and the cast breaks off. Shirt isn't that tight like this, okay? It's nice and loose. It's breathable. It's, you know, great for summer, you know, because it is 90 degrees. It is 90 degrees out over here in Philly. And I'm sure everybody else is dealing with um summer stuff as well so yes go to bloodline.com bloodlinenetwork.com slash merch and get your t-shirts as well like and like the tribal chief says for your pleasure all right um jade is money jade is money and jade is everything okay um (laughs) <laughs> Quarshi Wrestling Podcast says, well, I guess, Devin says, well, I guess I stay for AEW. <laughs> and Fashion Cast says, I actually watch AEW this week and will watch next week. And I know why you may be watching next week. And I will, of course, get to that part as well. Um, but getting back to what I said, um, we have, first of all, this better than you, baby. Now, first of all, I definitely was against this whole um, putting people together who are obviously enemies and they have to be put together as a tag team, as we saw, not only just with these two, but we also had Keith Lee and um, Swerve as well. We also had Keith Lee and Swerve who were a tag team. And then um, Matt Hardy and I think Jeff Jarrett was a team as well. Um, which I was like, okay, so I was okay with this whole tag team tournament because I'm like, okay, it seems like we're creating a tournament where people who aren't really tag teams 
they come together as a tag team just for a random shot at a tag team title. Now, listen, I am a fan of AEW, but sometimes some of the booking that's going on here don't make any fucking sense. Why are we putting together tag team people who are enemies, putting them as a tag team, giving them a shot at a tag team title when we have 20 fucking tag teams in AEW? But anyway, that's a whole other fucking story and complaint that I will throw in the complaint box to Tony Khan. But however, I will say this tag team is working for me. I will give a shout out to MJF. MJF is a very good character. And if he does go to WWE, I think he will be successful in WWE. The thing is, he won't be able to do a lot of the things he could do and say in AEW that he can do in WWE. But I have a feeling that if they give him a character, he would definitely, you know, do do the best that he can like think of damian sandow how that was you know pretty much anybody else who had gotten that character probably would have did a shit job in it however damian sandow um did a very great job as the stunt doll and got over with it um who else had a, a shitty like santano morella a, a comedy person who got fucking over um Zack Ryder with the internet champion got over. So I think with MJF, if he goes to WWE and he gets a character or something like that, I think he will be able to get that character over as well. Damian Mizdow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, say, I'm saying the wrong name. I'm saying Sandow. Tony needs to give me the pen. Tony needs to pass the pen around, okay? There's a lot of us in line that's like, Yo, pass me the pen. I could give you some fucking good ass ideas. Like Tony Khan likes to talk about how he loves history of wrestling and stuff like that. And it's like, bro, if you really been watching wrestling and you know history and stuff like that for so long, you damn sure need know you can come up with some better fucking storylines or at least story like consistent storylines, not two year type of storylines where you know you definitely start getting tired of it. But at least a good storyline that can last a good five months, four or five months. Um, what's interesting about this story is and how and who's going to turn on who in the end. That's what I do like about this story. Now, I give props for MJF because MJF completely sold me that he is truly trying to be in, um, Adam Cole's friend. Um and he did it a little bit with Sammy Guevara. I feel bad for that because that was very short, short lived. I wish that they were able to drag that out a little more, but of course they wanted to do the four pillars match, um, you know, by that pay-per-view. So they really couldn't get it done. Yes. Faction cast completely forgot the B team. Another, another um, gimmick that was like pretty much supposed to be dead in the water that got over. And then Curtis Axel with Axel mania. And, you know, he's still in the Royal rumble as we speak as well. Cause he never got eliminated. But yeah, what's very interesting though about this is that I love it when I love it when people give us so much that you don't know who's going to turn on who. It's very similar to um, uh, Sami Zayn and, and Kevin Owens, um, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho when they were when they were friends and stuff like that. You knew the turn was coming, but you didn't know who was going to turn who on, on first. And I like the little dynamics. So this is pretty, this is like one of the storylines that is, that, you know, 
got me got me over, I should say. This is one of the storylines that has got me over because I was kind of against putting these two together just for a fucking tournament when they just had a very intense match for the title that went to a draw. Obviously, Adam Cole wants a rematch. MJF don't want to give it to him. And so now we have this where Adam Cole is pretty much like, fuck you, you know, we not cool or anything like that. And then, um, you know, kind of as time goes, Adam Cole's like, you know what? You're not that bad of a guy. And then, of course, MJF, he's just playing it up. Like, I completely thought he was going to be this whole turn on Adam Cole pretty much soon. But then we had the segment of MJF, like, um, throwing a little birthday celebration for Adam Cole. And then um, it's not even just what's happening on the screen. It's things that's happening behind the scenes. Of course, Adam Cole streams on Twitch. His his uh, Twitch name is Chugs. MJF has had called him during the stream to talk about this double clothesline. Um, and then he went on to um, Chug's stream as well. Now, the thing with Adam Cole, um, and I'm I'm uh, I tune into his streams as well. I haven't been tuning to streams so much lately because he's playing games that I want to play eventually. So, um, what was he playing? I think he was playing Jedi Survivor. No, he wasn't playing Jedi Survivor. It was some game he was playing, and I didn't tune in because I didn't want to get spoiled. But with Adam Cole, so if you're subscribed to his channel, first 30 minutes of his um, streams, he will lock it to subscribers, and he'll actually like read and talk and stuff like that. And then after 30 minutes, he'll open it up for everyone to chat. But the thing is, is that because there's so many people in his chat, he can't really read and respond to people like that. So truthfully. And this may sound fucked up, but usually the way to get his attention is you have to buy bits or pretty much pay money to get him to talk to him. Um, it's like 100 bits was pretty much like a dollar or two or something like that. So he'll get the alert of the bit or something like that. And you can just put in when you give do the bits, you could put a little message or something like that. Um, so MJF went into the chat, dropped bits and sit there and say, hey, buddy. Um, I was, I really want to know about the double clothesline. So that was pretty funny, but they've been doing these backstage vignettes with Adam Cole and MJF, them working out, working out together. Um, then they were taking shots at a, um, bar and then, um, MJF tried to pass two girls off to Adam Cole and, um, Adam Cole was like, I really like bread and so adam and so mjf was like okay four girls for me then um then they then adam cole was like you know what we could do something that i really want to have fun with and you know you can't be mad at me so then mjf and adam cole plays video games they were playing fight forever because of course you gotta you have to put that game over and they played as a tag team and they like bonded of course video games bond everyone um especially for those of us old school people who played before internet was really a thing where you had to play when they all went to someone else's house and y'all all played video games together i'm talking about you know smash brothers and all the other stuff super super mario super smash brothers and things like that so yeah and you see that um Adam Cole's like, I'm surprised you like didn't play a lot of multiplayer games, you know? And so MJF was like, you have to have friends in order to play a multiplayer game. And then Adam Cole feels bad for him. And I'm like, excuse me, um, you know, 
MJF don't have friends because he's a dickhead, but we're not going to talk about that part. Um, Faction Cast says, Keith Lee and Swerve are finally supposed to have a payoff after almost a year of them breaking up. You know, the one, the biggest gripe that I have with AEW sometimes is that they tend to forget things or like things don't have a payoff. I'm still waiting for fucking uh, Brian Danielson and, and Kenny Omega to have a payoff from the match that went to a draw. Um, what was that? Two years ago at this point? I'm still waiting for that payoff. We'll be waiting forever for the Elite and and um, CM Punk to have an interaction um, on camera as well. So yeah, the situation with Keith Lee and Swerve, then they threw Keith, they turned Keith Lee into a wizard and teamed him up with Dusty Rhodes, which I see he is back teaming up with him again. Um, so when they had, when they, you know, put them together in a tag team, I was like, okay, cool. We finally get a payoff with them too. And then it just goes to somewhere else. So it is what it is. Um, shout out to Smackin' It Raw. JD, what is going on? Thank you so much for tuning in as well. Um, but yeah, this tag team with MJF and Adam Cole, the chemistry is definitely there. And then you see, like, you don't know who's going to turn on who because you know MJF, he turns on everyone. But the thing is with Adam Cole, we have yet to have heel Adam Cole yet in AEW. I mean, he started off as a heel with the elite and everything like that. But, you know, then things went to the left with the elite, stuff like that. And he turned face because Owen Hart tournament and all that other stuff. But he's there with Roderick Strong and he is slowly like pushing Roderick Strong away. And and because MJF is naturally a heel, it's bringing like heel tendencies out of Adam Cole. And of course, we all miss heel Adam Cole where you sit there and just talk shit. And um, we, of course, sitting there cutting promos like he did on Karrion Cross, who still hasn't recovered since Adam Cole put him in his place. Um, but yeah, so then you see Roderick Strong is like, hey, we supposed to be boys. We supposed to be tag team. We supposed to be a tag team, everything like that. And you sit here talking about winning a tag team belt for fucking MJF. So very interesting to see what happens from here because uh, Adam Cole could turn on MJF and somehow weirdly turn MJF into a face. Or, I mean, M- Adam Cole could turn heel and still still stay, and uh, MJF could stay a heel and then, you know, break off whatever thing like that. And Adam Cole, you know, starts feuding with um, Roderick Strong until I guess Kyle O'Reilly sometimes uh, somehow comes back. But yeah, the chemistry between these two is very good first of all um definitely want to see more of them like not even like even in the ring uh people i never seen people get so hype for a possible double clothesline like like we seeing here in AEW they've been teasing this double clothesline finisher which is the most basic ass finisher you can have as a tag team and they fucking they're putting it over to the point that everyone is waiting for this double clothesline. They teased it like they was about to do it when they was facing um, Brian Cage and Big Bill. Yeah, Big Bill, Big Will. I forgot which one he is. Um, But yeah, when um, they teased like they was about to do the clothesline and then Big Bill clotheslined them and then 
Brian Cage clotheslines them after that. And so everybody was like, oh, and they're still waiting for the double clothesline, which will more likely happen. I think the matches, um, the finals is next week, which I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We didn't even see a bracket for this tag team tournament, and now we're at the finals. So it's going to be Adam Cole and MJF going against um, Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia with the hips, um, which I think that would be a pretty good match anyway. So it's going to be very interesting that if somehow MJF and Adam Cole wins this and gets a shot at the tag team titles, um, I forgot who's holding the tag team titles. I legit forgot who is the tag team champion. Is it FTR? No, I don't think it's no, it's not FTR. I forgot who's the tag. I forgot who's the champion. You could put it in the chat of who's champ- who's the AEW tag team champion right now. Cause I completely forgot. I know it was the acclaimed and then it became the guns. I think it is FTR. I think it is FTR. Um, but yeah, I guess, you know, for them to go against FTR, um, and then if they win the titles, then it's like, then what? Then who? Then who's your contender against MJF at All In and All Out? Don't tell me CM Punk. I have a I have a gripe with that. Okay, Smackin' It Raw says FTR. Yeah, I lost track of who was champion after the Guns because I'm like, I know it was a claim for a while, and then the Guns won it, and then I think it was FTR. But yeah, it's FTR. Yeah, so it's like if they win the tag team titles, then who is going to be the number one contender for MJF at All In and All Out? And I'm sure everybody's going to say CM Punk, which, fine, let it happen. But I think what will be very interesting is if, um, I think what will be very interesting is if CM Punk goes against MJF at All In or All Out. More likely it's going to be All Out because it's Chicago. Adam Cole could interfere and help mjf retained the title because adam cole's like no no one takes the title off of him but me or he can do the whole you know friendship and all that other shit but we know that he is after the title um here goes the cm punk love f cm punk (laughs) what is going on is it casual leanne leanne casual leanne i'm not great with the names much love to the first effing lady thank you so much for tuning in first of all uh smacking it raw says he never lost his belt though he didn't so i guess he didn't so i guess that's what's going to happen is he's going to get his claim to it and face um mjf at all out and it's going to be very interesting because i think it's what's going to happen is since we're having this whole tag team thing with adam cole and mjf let that whole thing last the summer and then Adam Cole helps MJF retain the title and I guess kind of making him a heel or something like that. Um, yeah, that's it. Thank you. If you, if, first of all, if y'all heard me going over Forbidden Door, y'all would have heard me butcher a lot of names from New Japan because I tend to butcher names. Um, <laughs> going to revoke Clark Street Chicago card. <laughs> Yes, he is from Chicago and he is not the biggest CM Punk fan. <laughs> but um listen, I do have a gripe with CM Punk because he is in this Owen Hart tournament. And um I I hope he doesn't win it. I hope it's Ricky Starks who's going to um win the title because fucking CM Punk 
CM Punk don't need it. Okay. When I heard that CM Punk was going to be in this tournament for Owen Hart, I was just. No, 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 no. Okay. It, it took a little while for it to play, but yes, I was like, no, he doesn't need it. There's no point for him to be in this tournament. Owen Hart was the underdog and everything like that. There was a Bret Hart tournament. Then, then CM Punk can go over there. Um, but I'm hoping for Ricky Starks. I'm hoping for Ricky Starks to win this. Give this man something, okay? He, has, he hasn't had a chance for a while. I want Punk to put Starks over too. Makes sense. It does make sense. Like, give, we are, we're talking about the biggest underdog, okay? This man was part of the nation of domination. Like, the underdog. We don't need someone who already is technically champion, who pretty much they made two shows after this guy. What more does this guy need? He doesn't need anything. He doesn't need anything. He has, they created Rampage off of this guy. They created Rampage off of the rumor that this guy was coming. And then they created Collision to so that they can keep his ass away from the elite. He doesn't need anything else. Um, I thought, I thought we had the Ty, the Tyrese, uh, the Tyrese John would have been perfect for that because... I definitely want to say, what more do you want from me? <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I'm thinking is going to happen with this team that they definitely are going to um, be cool and that Adam Cole helps MJF save his title, which I definitely look forward to that um, as well. Um, and then... From there, we had the debut of Nick Wayne, who has been given a um, AEW contract when he was 16 years old, and he is already 18, graduated from high school, which I'm like, that fucking time went by very quick. I remember hearing, I remember seeing him getting the, the fucking, um, the fucking contract, uh, and I guess it's been a, a year and a half since he, um, since he got it so we had the debut of him on aew he was going against um he was going against swerve who he fought who he wrestled against i think twice so this is the third time um he had darby allen come out during his entrance and then came out to um cheer him on towards the finish um we also had um we also had his mom in the crowd and everything like that and truthfully he did a very good job. I know there's some, I saw people on there, out there like, oh, you know, he did this, that, and that. He did too much flippy shit and everything. But it's like, he's fucking 18. And he did amazing job staying toe-to-toe with Swerve. What was he, did he mess up a little bit? Yes. I really didn't expect this kid to put on a five-star fucking match in front of, uh, tens of thousands of people the most he probably ever rustled in front of um he looked first of all he looked um nervous as hell you know he used to wrestle in front of like a couple of hundred people 
in the Indies. Now he's being shot not only in front of thousands of people, but on TV. So, and he's only 18 years old. He's going to be nervous. The match isn't going to be perfect. It's not going to be fucking five stars in the Tokyo Dome. So I expected for him to mess up a little bit, but I'm very happy for him that he went out there and, you know, wrestled with Swerve. He has some pretty good moves. He has some pretty good offense and he's going to shine from here. Um, I really appreciated that they did the video package. They kind of used Darby Allen because, um, you know, Darby Allen definitely has been his mentor. But they used Darby Allen's popularity to kind of introduce Nick Wayne. Um, his father had trained uh, Nick Wayne's father trained him. Uh, also, Nick father uh, Nick Wayne's father, Buddy Wayne, trained Darby Allen as well. Buddy Wayne had passed away, um, and then Darby Allen decided to kind of like look after Nick Wayne since his father had passed. And that and Darby Allen is the one who told Nick Wayne that he has a contract for AEW for when he turns 18, he will be, you know, he's officially a wrestler, which is the same thing that um negative one or Brody Lee's son got. He is, he has a contract too that when he turns 18, he has a job at AEW, which fucking kudos. When I was fucking 18, I was I didn't have a job. I didn't have a job at 18. I got a job when I turned 19. <laughs> oh no. No, I had a job. I I I graduated high school and I worked at in fucking retail a few months later. Um for those who are watching in the chat, drop what job you had at 18 years old. I had to really think about it cuz that was a while ago. But yeah, I worked in retail. Um the store was pretty much like uh it's very similar to um it's the store is closed down but it's very similar to um like bloomingdale's it was multiple floors i was on the floor with the handbags and the uh shoe department um i worked in handbags when i was 18 and had to sit there and fucking uh put the bags take the bags out of the boxes um put them on the shelves and stuff like that watch watch customers watch me neatly stack up the bags i like put them in tables color coded and all the other stuff by brand and they will watch me put the bags out they'll immediately go over there when i walk away take a handbag take all the fucking stuffing out of it put it on top of the table look at the handbag and then throw the handbag on top and walk away yeah that's that's what i was introduced to at 18 i wasn't fucking wrestling in front of thousands tens of thousands of people when i was 18 um but yeah, I'm very happy for uh I'm very happy for Nick Wayne. He had an amazing debut. I can't wait to see what he, where he goes from here. Um I'm going to assume that he's going to be a bit on the background cuz he's still, you know, training, he needs to learn. Definitely he's going to have to learn how to like cut promos and stuff like that, learn, you know, to be in front of the camera and everything. Um, like I said, it wasn't like the greatest of debuts or something like that, but for him to be um, 18 and, you know, just starting out on a main roster on a major um, on a major wrestling promotion, he did pretty fucking good. I have to say, um, I can't wait to see where he goes from here. Um, I guess in about five years, we're going to see him versus Brody uh, negative one at a certain point. but. 
I'm I'm happy for him. I'm I'm proud of him. Um, I can't wait to see where he goes from here. And he's only 18, so technically in wrestling terms, he has a good 20 years, probably 30. The way that we see, um, 30, especially with fucking Sting sitting here, you know, doing these cr- crazy ass table spots and everything, and no selling moves like he's fucking Superman. But I can't wait to see where he goes from here. Um. Just like with Negative One, he has a lot of good people around him who's going to be there and train him and make sure he's all cool and everything like that. So, you know, I'm completely fine that uh, I'm I'm fine with, you know, with him and everything like that. So we are now at the point of the AEW uh, recap where everybody is going to be tuning in next week. And why are you tuning in? next week i gotta make sure the graphic pops up is because it is happening it is happening ladies and gentlemen um i see the graphic still didn't pop up yet but it is happening ladies and gentlemen um you know the rumors are true it is the summer of golden love okay um i can't wait for next week um i didn't think uh, now i didn't think that uh coda was going to debut on just a regular old um episode of dynamite i thought this was going to happen at all in or something like that um but you know it was um I don't know what's going on with this. Uh, I don't know what's going on Stream Labs. I'm gonna have to sit there and uh, type up an evil, an angry email or something. Um, but yeah, we have the Golden Elite reunion going on now. The end of the episode of Dynamite, they um, BCC and the Elite were gonna reveal who the fifth man was. Who's the fifth man? It, it reminded me of NWO. Who's the third man? Who's the third man? And on BCC side, people thought it was going to be Jericho. Um, people thought it was going to be somehow um, Eddie Kingston, even though he's over in, in New Japan. Um, and then uh, Don Collis comes out, which, first of all, I have to say, I really love Don Collis' entrance. Um, what's going on, Tom, from the broadcast podcast all the way from the future? what's up jd what's going on thank you so much for tuning in all the way from way overseas thank you so much for tuning in um and checking the podcast out um but yeah so don Callis, i have to say i really like his entrance in the music the entrance for all my for all my old heads out there his entrance with the big head and especially the color scheme and everything like that, it reminds me of Ghostbusters 2 with, um, I forgot the I forgot the villain's name, but he was in a painting with the weird ass background and shit. Don Callis' entrance reminds me of that. And then he has this weird ass like final boss reveal video game music or something like that. And um, like, yeah, so he came out because he was going to reveal who the third man was. Um, Kenny Omega comes out because he's like, look, I'm ready to fuck you up. And he did mention like, you know, like 
He has it out for Don Callis, of course. And as Kenny Omega is coming down to the ring, out comes Pac. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. And he is the fifth man. So we have BCC, Takesha, and Pac, which I'm completely for. First of all, I will not mind if Pac joins the BCC. I know that he is part of Death Triangle. I am a fan of Death Triangle as well. But that man is made for BCC. Like completely like brutalizing people and stuff like that and just fucking shit up. Um, I'm I'm for Pac joining the BCC. I'm I'm happy about that. Um, and then I was confused because um, then John Moxley comes out, Takesha's out there. I think Willer Yuta was there as well, or Claudio. I forgot who was all there. It was a lot of people. Um, but they're fucking up um, Kenny Omega. And I'm like, is the elite and Hangman, is the elite not backstage? Like, why y'all watching y'all guy get beat up on 4K? But they're beating up Kenny Omega. They put the chair on his neck and stuff like that. And I'm and Pac is on the top rope about to do the black arrow. And I'm like, where's your boys at? Y'all supposed to be a tight group. And y'all watching him get beat up. First of all, if I was Kenny Omega, I'll sit there and say, look, I don't give a shit that I'm about to announce our fifth person and play a fucking video package while my neck is in a chair and Pac is on top of the um, turnbuckle ready to jump. Like he could have jumped during the video package. Like, like it reminds me of, um, it reminds me, and you definitely see it on John Wick of the, you know, perfect example is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Have you ever watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Every time the Power Rangers are facing the putties or whatever the little um, henchmen are, they be surrounded by them. It'd be like 20 of them in the circle, but they still go in a line and wait and like go two, one or two at a time at the Rangers instead of five of them attacking a Ranger at the same time. That's exactly what the fuck happened here with AEW with Kenny Omega sitting there cutting a whole, a whole promo while Pac is on the top rope. All you had to do was jump off. It's like his his black arrow takes like two seconds at most. All he had to do was jump off the fucking turnbuckle. As soon as Kenny went to speak, like, that's all you had to do. Uh, that's all you had to do there. Um, I'm sure. For Vigo. Yes, you nailed it, First Lady. Yes, Vigo. Don Collis' entrance definitely reminds me of Vigo. If y'all don't know what I'm talking about, go check out, go check out Ghostbusters 2. First of all, do yourself a favor, watch Ghostbusters 1, just because it's amazing. Um, then watch Ghostbusters 2. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about with that big-ass painting. And then you're going to see the Don Callis entrance, and you're going to laugh. And you're going to say, thank you, JD. Um, but yes, exactly what happens. Megazord is a better example. Yes. Okay, if you guys don't know about Power Rangers, first of all, you're welcome. Okay. Power Rangers are amazing. Shout out to Tommy. Um, to um, oh my gosh, I forgot his name. I'm blank. I'm blanking out. First of all, shout out to our Green Ranger. May he forever rest in peace. Megazords is a great example. If y'all ever watch Power Rangers, or if y'all never watch Power Rangers, the Megazord is just a 
pretty much a group of uh, a group of machines that come together to create this big ass robot. That's the best way I can explain it to y'all. But there is a whole sequence for that to happen. So the Power Rangers say we need, you know, we need the power of the Megazord right now. There's five pieces to the Megazord. They all come from different places on the earth. They're, they're nowhere near each other because Jason David Frank, I'm, I was about to say David Frank. I, I don't know why I was thinking. I was about to say David Frank. I don't know. I completely forgot about Jason because I'm thinking Jason the Red Ranger. Jason David Frank, our Green Ranger slash White Ranger. May he forever rest in peace. Um, but yes, I know I'm going on a tangent, but I'm making a point. The, the pieces of the Megazord is five of them, six if you count, you know, the um, Dragon Zord or the White Falcon with Tommy or whatever season we're talking about. It's normally six Power Rangers at the end. Um, they all come from different places on Earth. It's not like they come from a cave or they just come out of an underground like the Avengers, something like that. There is the Sabertooth Tiger, which comes from a forest. There is the um, Tyrannosaurus that come. Where does the Tyrannosaurus come? Tyrannosaurus normally, Tyrannosaurus just runs. I don't recall. This is so long ago. As much as I love Power Rangers, this is so long ago. I forgot where the Tyrannosaurus comes from. He's normally just running, and then they all catch up with him. Um, the uh, Velociraptor comes out of a, a volcano, which is nowhere near the forest where the saber-toothed tiger was. So they're all coming from different places, and they all have to come from different places on Earth. First of all, the Velociraptor is flying. Everything else is on, is on lakes. And they all have to come together at the same time. So they're coming together. They're all running together. And then they have to form into the Megazord. And this is not a simple boom, boom process. It is a whole machine process. Think of the, think of old school, think of dial up internet. That's pretty much how the Megazords come together. Um, they have to, first of all, they're on the ground and they have to sit there and do the transformer shit to turn into a leg, arm and stuff like that. Um, and then you see the Megazord have to stand up. Oh yeah, I'm thinking, I'm see. Thank you, Brian. Brian's sitting here. Everybody's sitting here correcting me. <laughs> so I haven't, first of all, I haven't watched the original Power Rangers in a very long time, but because of my son growing up, I watched like all the other Power Rangers. Like I watched um, Dino Thunder, I think it was. I watched the Mega Powers or whatever it was called. Um, I watched the, um, oh my gosh. It was like three of them that came out that I had watched. So there like it's so many fucking animals and different um it's so many animals and different type of rangers that's out there. It was like what we we were at what 20 seasons of Power Rangers. It's like 15 different varieties of the Power Rangers. So my mind is just fucked. <laughs> the original the original ones. I can't even name all five of the original Power Ranger animals. Like, I have to sit there. Like, I should have thought of the, um, I know as soon as, I bet you, like, listen. I know as soon as it says it's morphing time and then the video starts playing of them morphing, it's going to all come back to me. Um, <laughs> Voltron is amazing. Glad you like that. Oh, crap. You talking Power Rangers, not Voltron. <laughs> well, listen, yo. 
So they all have to come together, right? Like transformers. And then, so you see, you can see the robot, it sits down, but it has to fight. So it has to stand up. So it's not like it just immediately stands up. That bitch has to slowly, slowly stand up like fucking Frankenstein, but it doesn't have the head because it needs the, uh, it needs the head. So then the head comes up and then it has to strike a pose. What then it has to strike a pose, first of all. So it's like a good five minute sequence. It's probably like 20, it could be like hours in real life. Cause you have to really think of how fast these damn, um, you have to think about how fast these fucking things come along, um, to come together, to create the, um, to create things, um, as well. Am I still alive? I am still alive. Okay. You have to think about how long it takes for things to uh, come together, too. Damn, I remember when it first came out in 93. Oh, my gosh, 1993, yo. 90s was amazing. This, like, it keeps reminding me, like, damn, it was so long ago. Mastodon, Pterodactyl, Triceratops, Sabertooth, Tyrannosaurus. See, I told you, soon as this, so first, basically, as soon as I hear the first one, that's when it's, they'll all come up. Now, as you see here, even though they're all dinosaurs, they all came from like different parts of planet Earth. They didn't come out of a cave together or anything like that. So they still had to wait for each other to meet up. And then they had to sit there and shift into an arm or a leg or a body part. And then it has to stand up slowly, first of all. And then the head comes up and then it has to strike the fucking pose. I say all this to say is as long as that was going on, that's pretty much the time that, has, as long as it took for the Megazord, yes, here we go. Here goes all the Power Ranger, here go the Power Ranger fans. Dragon Zord, yes. White Tiger Zord, okay. We ain't even get to Neo, first of all. Like I said, it is like 15 different variations of Power Rangers, okay. And then the da-da-da-da-da-da. Side note, I always wanted the fucking flute for the Dragon Zord. I wanted that bitch so badly. I know there's a lot of people who do toy hunts and stuff like that. And maybe if I ever find it, I will buy it just to open it up and just. Oh my gosh, I'll annoy the hell out of my kids. I'm surprised I'll annoy them right now. Probably because I don't have the dragon sword flute. Because I will go in their room just be like. Da, 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 da. I do. I sometimes go in there and annoy my uh, son. Because he be playing online and stuff like that. And I start coming in there. And I just like start mocking the things he's saying. Stuff like that. And um, sit there and just say a bunch of shit. Because I know he's on the mic. His friends know his crazy parents. Because his dad does the same thing too. So I had the shuttle sword. <laughs> Listen, all my Power Rangers fans out there. But you're, for those who don't even watch Power Rangers, don't even know the magics. Like, JD, what the fuck are you talking about? What's your point? My point is, as long as it took for the fucking Megazords to get together, is just how long the whole segment of Cody, I mean, not Cody, of Kenny Omega sitting there saying, I got friends too. And then they had to play the video package. Cock could have jumped off the top rope at any point in time. It was two seconds for him to jump off the top rope and land on Kenny Omega, on, Ken, on Kenny Omega, on the chair on Kenny Omega's neck. 
then you wouldn't even have to worry about the golden elite reunion or anything like that because they still would have been down one person uh mighty morphin zeo turbo yes in space lost galaxy and the list goes on yeah like i said um i think um oh my gosh was it dino force i think it was um or thunder force um the mystic force as well um what else the uh mega power rangers something like that or super superpower power rangers i forgot what the ones that was most recently but yeah the list does goes on it's a lot of motherfucking ones out there oh no here we go here goes here it goes don't get me started on vr troopers yo vr troopers was the fucking jam yo um you remember the fox kiss dragon sword flute contest oh my gosh i love that dragon sword flute and then of course when um tommy became the white ranger and he had the um sword with the talk don't get me started on the talking sword listen the 90s had all of us in a fucking grip with these toys that they were coming out with all right because i wanted the flute i first of all i just wanted i wanted i just wanted a talking animal <laughs> it could it don't have to be on the white sword it could have been anywhere a little talking line and everything like that and then he had the intelligent voice and everything it was just so calming and everything oh yeah but yeah don't get me started on vr troopers we are vr yes we are vr vr troopers yo time force is my favorite behind that was mighty morphin zeo in space and lost galaxy yeah, I remember Time Force. Then there was the Mystic one, of course, when they were um fucking wizards and shit, and it was dealing with magic. And then it was Dino Thunder. I liked, I liked the um, I like the actors who played in Dino Thunder. And then it was the one where Tommy was back in it. I forgot which one it was, but he was the Black Ranger in that one. Um, as we talk about it, as we talk about VR troopers and everything. Yeah, Beetle Borks. Listen, we about to go back in 90s cartoons, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I remember Beetleborgs. Yo, I, and I, um, so at first I thought VR Troopers, and I was like, all right, y'all trying to rip off um, Power Rangers. Um, I just happened to like keep on watch. I just happened to just like stay tuned in, of course, because it wasn't a lot for you to like really tune in back in the day. I mean, the, the fucking, um, the fucking list of things that came on on afternoon, the afternoon cartoons, it's pretty much was like whatever was on, you just tuned in, you know, you just tuned the fuck in. And so, yeah, I saw VR Troopers come on. I'm like, y'all trying to copy. Then I, then I was like, all right, I'll watch it. Next thing you know, I started watching fucking VR Troopers. And of course, who can forget Beetleborgs of, of, uh, uh, as well? Um, as we all of us 90s kids sitting here, 80s and 90s kids sitting here going on a fucking tangent as well. Oh my gosh, yes. Dino Thunder. Okay, it was Dino Thunder when he was the Black Ranger. Okay. Yeah, so it was Dino Thunder. And then it was another one too. It was another one after Dino Thunder that I had watched that liked. Um, it had to do with the elements, I think it was at that point. Um, Look, look at everyone. Look at everyone. Look, everyone's showing their dates. Okay, Sting. <laughs> All the Stings in, in the chat. SPD and RPM getting gear. Yes, SPD 
and RPM. Yo, I SPD had everyone wanting to be a fucking cop or an FBI agent. Uh, Time Force had the best story. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, Dino Thunder was when he was the Black Ranger. Yeah, SPD ha- SPD had a great theme song. Yo, okay, y'all gonna have me. Y'all gonna have me sitting here going through the going on YouTube to uh, rewatching this stuff. We need the American adaptation of Super Sentai, the original source of the Power Rangers, when they had trains. Yes, Brian, Ninja Storm. Yes, I look my so my son started watching. Um, it was like it was randomly I saw Power Rangers on there. I was like, oh, um, because I I watched Power Rangers and then I kind of like lost. I kind of like lost touch with it. And then I noticed it was on. So I kind of like put it on for my son. I kind of put it on for my son to watch. And he got a little bit into it and stuff like that. And then, of course, it ended up me just tuning in just for me to watch it. And I started to remember exactly when it came on. So I would sit there and tune in to watch and everything. But yeah, Ninja Storm, that was my jam. I loved the... um I love the cast in Ninja Storm. And I think I, I think it was Dino Thunder that the guy who played the um the Red Ranger quote unquote had passed away. But I loved Ninja Storm. I think no, it was Ninja Storm. I loved Ninja Storm, yo. I that was the that was the one that I was watching. Like I watched like every single episode of that bad boy because that was I loved that show. That show was a lot of fun, yo. Um, Wild Foot, Wild Forest was good too. Last series for Fox Kids, yeah, I loved Wild Forest. Um, which one was first? Was it Wild Force or, or um, was Wild Force and Ninja Storm? Whichever one was first was what I originally put on for my son, and then I started watching it, and then the the other one started coming on. And I started watching that too. Um, whichever one had came out first, uh, Ninja Storm is a good is a good one well yeah i love the ninja storm i think it was wild force that was first and then it turned into ninja storm it was one of them one of them i um i had watched like consistently <laughs> with or without my son and then it, and then uh, the other one came on i was like let's keep this train going i liked wild force for the forever red episode and crossover with time force yo at pretty much i know there was people who didn't like the crossover episodes i didn't fucking mind it it was especially the forever red episode i popped so fucking hard for the red ring all those red rangers come back especially you know jason the, the jason that was the red ranger and of course tommy was there but yeah when jason came back i was like oh shit yo this i damn near got fucking emotional so i was like oh my gosh jason he's back <laughs> it's time for time for us listen i know as soon as this episode of of the podcast goes off i know everyone's going to go on to fucking youtube and start either looking up the theme songs of power rangers or checking out old power rangers episodes you're welcome (laughs) you're welcome but yeah, man, the Power Rangers was a good time. If y'all don't know, if y'all never seen Power Rangers or think, uh, Power Rangers, go check it out. Yes, some of the things may be a little cringy because especially the originals was so long ago, but it was so good. It was so good. <laughs> look at us. Who knew? Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. 
who knew that we went from talking about the golden elite, which is the segment and the thing that everyone talks about and is excited to tune in to AW. We went from there to, of course, me mentioning Power Rangers to put on the point of how long, how how dumb it was for Pac to just stand on the top rope. And now we went all the way fucking back to 1993 of talking about Power Rangers and all the different versions of Power Rangers. It's really, it's probably some people in here who pretty like, just get to back, just, just get back to fucking wrestling, please. Stop talking about Power Rangers. But this is what we do here at Russell Bread Podcast. We go on tangents, okay? One time we were doing predictions and people started giving their hatred for what Eddie Kingston was wearing and was just, it was a whole train of people who kept talking about Eddie Kingston and how they didn't like the shit that he was wearing. And then it turned into CM Punk love. So we tend to go on some wild tangents here on the Russell Bread Podcast, but we're having a good time. I told y'all the AEW segment was going to be fun. I'm talking, we're talking about Power Rangers here. Tommy and Jason's back business is damn sure about to pick up. Yes. The Power Rangers crossover were really great, except for the one with the Ninja Turtles. We're not going to talk about that one, okay? We're going to leave that one in the past, all right? That never happened in this timeline, Ben Buster. <laughs> that one never happened. But the point of me bringing up the Power Rangers and everything like that was to prove the point of how long Pac was standing on top of that fucking top rope where he could have simply jumped off, took out... Uh, Kenny Omega's neck, and we wouldn't have, and he wouldn't have been able to be at Blood and Guts next week. But um, Kenny Omega was like, "I, we have our, I, we have our fifth guy as well." And then they played a video package of he's coming, um, and then it played, um, then it started playing um, some segments of Coda, which I got hyped about. First of all. Did I watch the Golden Lovers live? No, I watched, I I found out about them. I mean, I heard of them, but I didn't really like really tune in and like really paid attention to them till a lot later, but I'm fucking excited as, too, as well. I mean, people knew like, yeah, Coda was coming back. I thought he was going to come back towards as we get closer to All In. Well, I mean, we are closer to All In, but I thought we was going to get it after Blood and Guts or something like that. But the fact that we are just introducing him and having him come out on a um, on Blood and Guts and stuff like that, like everybody was hype about it. I mean, my reaction, me and the hubs was watching the last 10 minutes of Dynamite because we knew, because we found out they were going to announce who the first person was. But you could probably ask, uh, you know, the kids that were in the household, they probably didn't even know if they had the door shut, but me and the hubs, when we saw the video package of he's coming and we saw Coda and we we're going to get the re- the reunion of the Golden Lovers, we was pretty much. That's how we pretty much were. We sat there and jumped for joy and was pretty happy about it that we're getting the Golden Lovers reunion, everything like that. Um, the Golden Elite as we're getting it. And I'm here for it. I'm here for the the summer of Golden Love. 
probably don't sound right, but we're gonna, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm sticking to it, you know, but yeah, I can't wait for blood and guts. I can't wait to see what's going to happen next week between these two teams. Of course, John Moxley's in it. So I'm sure the blood, the red, the um red cross is somewhere just up fucking set. He's not donating this blood to them or something. Um, But yeah, we know what we know. John Moxley's he's probably going to be bleeding as soon as he steps out into the arena like i'm sure the air will hit his forehead and he'll start bleeding or something but i cannot wait to see coda first of all if you don't know who coda is um i knew who coda was and i watched the i watched the match where he wrestled a blow-up dial and the match was fucking fire if you don't know what i'm talking about just look it up on the internet you may sit there and be like, this is dumb, this is stupid, but I bet you a few minutes into it, you're going to be like, this is a pretty good match. <laughs> yeah, Yes, he wrestled a blow-up dial, and it was fire, okay? Um, it was fire, I have to say. You have to have a certain amount of talent to do a match like that and make it look really good. But yeah, um, I'm I'm just hyped. I'm just hyped for this next week. Can't wait to see it. I'm very interested on how the uh, ratings will turn out with him there. It was some people who were upset that they announced that he was coming instead of just making it a surprise. But business-wise, it makes sense. Um, Everybody is waiting for the reunion of the Golden Lovers, for Coda and Kenny to be reunited. Like, why wouldn't you announce that coming? Like, why wouldn't you announce that he's coming? I would have made an announcement. Like, yeah, it sucks that it was through a video package instead of him showing up. But you know how it is, you know, a lot of times with people that are coming from uh, Japan, you know, it's issues with travel and everything like that. So he more likely couldn't make it in time for um, him to show up for the episode of Dynamite. And it is what it is. But he's coming. He's going to be here next week. Can't wait to see the entrance for them and everything like that. Um they need to record him as soon as he touched down in America. And I would love to see the, um, I would just love to see the video package and a documentary of him being officially reunited with Kenny Omega and going from there. But yeah, I'm very excited for this. I'm very excited for next week. I don't even know everything that's happening next week. I just know blood and guts, the blood and guts match. Um, and I can't wait to see what goes down with it. It's going to be a lot of craziness because, of course, it's Pac. Pac's going to do something crazy. Um, the Young Bucks are going to do something crazy. Kenny Omega always do something crazy um, as well. Coda's going to do something crazy. Hangman is going to clothesline the hell out of someone. John Moxley, he's just going to be in the corner bleeding or something like that. Um, Claudio is going to swing somebody. Willie Yuta, who's from Philly, he's going to represent, first of all. Um, and then Kanosuke, oh my gosh, Kanosuke and Koda going against Koda. Come on now. All right. So I can't wait to see not only this match, but what comes from it as well. Cause we are, we do have to build towards all out. We haven't had any matches announced for it just yet. We are still just going through the motions here. Um, I mean, we're about a good month out. Nothing has been announced for All In. Nothing's been announced for All Out either, as we are talking about it. But 
I can't wait to see where we go from here. You know, I'm um I'm here for it. And I know I have a lot of people who are not fans of AEW here in the chat. Um, but yes, we are hype about the fact that these these two guys right here are teaming up and back together again. You may see some strange stuff warning you right now. You may see some strange some strange stuff, but hold on, you know, it it gets better. It'll make sense, you know. They're a very good tag team. They are amazing as far yeah, you'll see some flippy moves. It is what it is. You're going to see your spot your spot fest. That's what uh that's what this match is going to be. But it's going to be a fun time. And I can't wait to watch it. Um, but yeah, so I think uh I think that's it. I don't remember uh anything else that really happened with AEW Dynamite. Uh, I know, yeah, Don Collis was trying to get Jericho to join his side. He said no, whatever. Um but yeah, I think that's it for the Russell Bread podcast. Um, but thank you so much. Shout out to you for coming in here, and I appreciate the, the talk and everything like that, especially as we went down memory lane and talked about every single every single Power Ranger group there was out there, and just going through memory lane as we uh, as I was making the point as to why it was dumb for Pac to just stand there on the turnbuckle ready to do his finisher, and Kenny's just sitting there talking. <laughs> but yeah, but thank you so much for listening. You can catch me on Twitter at JDC137. You can also find the podcast at WrestleBread as well. You click the links in the bio for the social media as well. Um, I'm here every week, 9 p.m. L-I-V-E, yeah. Every Thursday, 9 p.m. EST for the live episodes of the WrestleBread podcast as well. And if you are a fan of gaming, if you like the vibes that I bring here, I'm here, I'm here a little bit more often as well. So tune in to the Twitch channel of the Bloodline Entertainment Network. I play video games as well. If you are a video game fan, even if you're not a video game fan, just come in. I we have a good time and everything like that on Mondays at 11:15 p.m. EST. So after Raw goes off. 15 minutes later, hop on the Twitter, come on over. I play um, Detroit Become Human on Mondays. And if y'all been missing out, oh my gosh, it has been fire on Detroit Become Human. A lot of things has been happening uh, the past couple of streams. Um, I wanted to like post segments of it on, um, I wanted to post segments of it and things like that. But I didn't want to like give out any spoilers for those who have yet to play it or, you know, you know, have yet to play it and want to play it or something like that. I didn't want to give out any spoilers, but because the game is so massive, there's a lot of decisions that can be made. Um, as I saw last time I played, there was a whole segment that I got that another uh, that a view that someone didn't even get because I made a different decision than them. So just because I just because I made decisions and you know the story that I'm getting out that I'm getting doesn't mean it's going to be the exact same story that you're getting. You'll more likely make a, a different decision than I made because you you know with the three characters that I that were playing Detroit Become Human, 
you may choose a whole different thing and you may get thing you get you probably get segments that i didn't even come across but 11 15 p.m est after raw goes off come on over on twitch and watch me play detroit become human and then on tuesdays for star wars tuesday at 10 30 p.m est so after you watch nxt if you watch nxt Come on over to the Twitch at 10.30. I am playing Jedi Survivor as well. Having a good old time over there. The story is slowly starting to pick up with Jedi Survivor as well. And we have a good time over there. You know, come over, chat. We don't have to talk about just gaming. If you want to come over there and talk about what happened on Raw, what you think is going to happen in AEW, if you like AEW, if you don't like AEW, you can do a drive-by like the Universal Wrestling Podcast does and say AEW sucks. <laughs> it's okay. But you can come on in, have a good time. We chat, things like that. So, yeah, be sure to check that out. Late Night Gaming with JD. That is on the Bloodline Entertainment Twitch channel under Gaming with the Bloodline. And we also have Devin, the Tribal Chief of Podcasting. He also streams video games as well with Gaming with the Bloodline. He is playing, the um, I was about to say Detroit, Destiny 2. So, if you're a fan of Destiny 2, Hop on over and check him out. He plays on Wednesdays and Fridays at 12.30 a.m. EST as well. Um, and then if you enjoyed the podcast, like I said, as I keep plugging, this nice old t-shirt that I'm wearing from the Bloodline Entertainment Network, be sure to check out the store. I'll go to bloodlinenetwork.com slash merch. For the nice shirts, we got the tank top for those who want to show the guns in the sun. T-shirts for the ladies. We also got shirts for the babies as well. Um, check, we got ones for the ones as well. Um, as this is not popping up, I'm seeing. <laughs> but go to bloodlinenetwork.com slash birch as well to check out all the t-shirts and everything like that including the one that i am wearing which is a um i'm very sure it's a men's shirt it might be women's i doubt it's women's but it is a men's shirts it's a nice red color and it really goes with the uh red that's in the bloodline as well as i'm seeing that you cannot see the shirt that i'm wearing but it is there <laughs> <laughs> but yes, go to bloodlinenetwork.com slash merch for the latest merchandise as well. And as Devin has said previously before, we got beach towels as well. If you want to look good at the shore, at the beach, however way you want to say it, I say the shore. You want to look good at the shore, you can get a beach towel too. We also have notebooks. So while you're sitting there just basking in the sun, you can sit there and get a notebook, write down your thoughts or something like that. If you're single, you can use it to get numbers. <laughs> you can use it to write down numbers and stuff, whatever goes. But like I said, it's a nice shirt here, but be sure to check it out and support the one of the best group of podcasters you could ever see. And like I said, it's a group of us and everything like that. So shout out to all the podcasts that is part of the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Um, check out uh, Clark Street Wrestling Podcast, The Tim King Show, Roto Slappers. Um, we got the Top Rope Wrestling Talk as well, the Universal Wrestling Podcast, the Director's Cut as well. And we have plenty of new shows that is coming out. We got plenty of people that are coming on to the Bloodline Entertainment Network. 
that is going to bring out a lot of great, um, a lot of great uh, information. So if you're a fan of sports, entertainment, sports entertainment, um, gaming, movies, fantasy sports as well, instead of going to all different websites, it is on one website, and that is bloodlinenetwork.com. And be sure if you're on the YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. Let us know that you're enjoying what you're seeing. Uh, if you like, if you enjoyed the fact that I um, freaking went on a whole, we went on a whole tangent about, um, we went on a whole tangent about Power Rangers and everything like that. But if you enjoyed it, be sure to like and subscribe as well. There is content that comes to the YouTube channel every single day. Well, not every single day just yet, but at least five days a week, including the gaming and everything on Twitch as well. You know, even if you're not a fan of like fantasy sports or something like that, you know, get check, still check it out. You never know um, with Roto Slappers and everything, they may talk about something that may pique your interest and it may get you to play in fantasy uh, football or even fantasy baseball. I didn't even know fantasy baseball was a thing until I heard about it with Roto Slappers. So fantasy football is coming up. Don't don't get caught out there like I'm about to be, okay? I have to start tuning in to Roto Slappers so I can uh, figure out what sleepers that I got to look at and everything like that. Um, but shout out to the chat. Thank you so much for tuning in and everything like that. Uh, shout out to Devin, a great show, First Lady. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And um, like I said, check out the website. Check out all the other great shows as well. Um, shows come at least five days a week as well and you can catch me next week l-i-v-e live yeah next week at 9 p.m same damn time same damn channel and thank you so much for listening and until next time guys peace you're listening to the russell bread podcast with one beer